Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Again, watch Kareem Jean-Pierre duck and dodge. They are so uncomfortable with Biden being a foreign agent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dan, it's Thursday. We're not even, what, 10 seconds into the show. You're at Biden's a foreign agent. Whoa, huh? Yeah, that's the scandal. You listen to my show yesterday? Listen to the radio show too? Biden's a foreign agent, or at least was a foreign agent. May still be. We don't even know. Foreign agent. I mean, not a foreign agent meaning like in the CIA terms, meaning like the principal agent thing. It's clear money changed hands for Biden to represent a foreign government when he was vice president, former vice president. That's just a fact. That's what the classified document scandal is about. More proof today. The WEF has been a World Economic Forum has been a gold mine of material too. Loaded show. And welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by a product that means a lot to me personally, Relief Band. Went through chemo and a cancer. Really sucked. You get nauseous with chemo just for obvious reasons. And I'm telling you, this thing, I would have been lost without it. I beat it up pretty good. This is my actual Relief Band. Check it out. Relief Band is the number one. FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and more. My daughter uses it when she goes on the boat. The Relief Band Sport, make sure you never have to take your Relief Band off. It's the first ever waterproof wearable of its kind. Plus, it re- comes in handy on a boat, by the way. Plus, it's rechargeable and it lasts about 30 hours on a full charge. The Relief Band Sport can seamlessly attach to a smartwatch, so you don't need to choose between wearing your Relief Band and wearing your smartwatch. You have an Apple or Samsung watch, the Relief Band Sport seamlessly attaches to either product. You don't have to choose between wearing your Relief Band or wearing your smartwatch. Folks, this thing worked for me, so if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. We've got an exclusive offer just for the show's listeners here. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code BONGINO, Reliefband.com, promo code Bongino. You receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Head to Reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, Reliefband.com. Use our promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a great product. All right, Joseph, let's go. It is showtime, Dan. Here we go. Did you have your mic on there? It's funny. I'm reading that ad and I hear, what is happening? You know, what is happening? I twitched on that my mouse f- and it fired off a oh. clip. <laughs> I was wondering All if you I heard hear that. In my ears. All I hear in my ear is, what is happening? Like Joe was in some kind of a movie script. This was so dramatic. I can't even tell you. Wow. It was like Joe was acting out like a state. What is happening? I'll he was so dramatic now. about this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might leave it in now. I wanted to make it part. It's kind of funny. All right. Getting back to the show. So watch Kareem Jean-Pierre here. Uh, the White House is, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre being obviously the press secretary for the White House and being the public face of the White House right now. Uh, again, anyone changing their vote? It's a big no. Sucks. Definitely not. And now, now everybody, by the way, has picked up our talking point. Did you notice that? Yeah. I heard a establishment guy on Fox the other day. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. Nice enough guy. But he was like, listen, this woman is just horrible at her job. He was on a panel <laughs> yesterday. And he, believe me, this is no like bomb thrower. Everyone has picked up on this talking point that we started that this is the single worst press secretary in the history of the United States. She has no skills for this job at all. It's like putting a football player in a baseball game who's never even played wiffle ball in his life. This is how bad she is. Here, watch yesterday as, again, the media is starting to turn. I'll show you a CNN clip coming up soon, too. The media is turning on the Biden White House. Why? Well, Dan, they want to do the right thing and do journalism. (laughs) That's what? No, they don't want to do journalism. Please stop the nonsense. They're trying to save the Democrat Party and Biden's a sinking ship. So someone's got to get thrown overboard. And that someone is Joe Biden. Here, watch this mainstream media guy question Karine Jean-Pierre about why she's not asking questions. She goes, I did answer. No, you didn't. Check this out. Do you think it was proper for President Biden to comment on an ongoing DOJ investigation? So I'm going to say this. Uh, and going to keep it really short today as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter. I am going to refer you to Department of Just uh, Department of Justice in, with the, that specific as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this uh, this legal matter. I would refer you to the White House Counsel uh, Office. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Not going to go into further. I'm simply asking you to comment. I, and I just, I, that you work for. I just commented. 
I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered your question. Go ahead. Well, I I did. Well, it's your it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Folks, she is so bad at this. It is now. It's really humiliating. My suggestion, Kareem Jean Pierre, because this is going to be forever attached to you, and obviously now everyone's turned on you. You're going to need a job after this. This is going to be over for you shortly. You're going to need employment. You're very young. I don't know personally. I don't know you. I'm just telling you professionally. I'm not kidding. You, it's time to resign. You've done all your limits of your capabilities. There's The guy's clearly a liar. Joe Biden's setting you up to be the fall guy. You have no skills to defend yourself. It is time to go. Take my advice. I'm telling you, put all the politics aside. I'm not your friend. But I'm telling you as a human being, it's time for you to leave. You look like a complete imbecile up there now. Yep. And the Biden team is laughing at you. And no, I'm, yeah, I'm dead serious. This is like a, I'm, uh, this, he is making you look like an idiot right now. Steer it's time to go. Steer away from podcast too, KJP. Oh, Steer yeah. away from podcast. <laughs> this is not your space, yes. No. This is an on-demand product. And believe me, nobody's demanding your product. So, folks, connect the dots here, Okay. Yesterday's show was an expansive exercise. The show went crazy. By the way, Guy and I usually talked about the numbers in the morning. The numbers were great yesterday. That show got spread around everywhere. Thank you. We were a top 10 show and podcast. We explained the Biden-Soros-Ukraine connection. And very simple. Kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. The premise I was trying to assert yesterday is the biggest scandal of our time is staring us right in the face. Joe Biden is a foreign agent of Ukraine. That's just a fact. He was paid for his foreign work with not just Ukrainians, but others through his son, Joe Biden is, is a scandal ridden foreign agent sitting in the white house. That's just a fact. Donald Trump got elected Biden and Obama and their team panicked because they knew the grift would be uncovered. So they had to go after Trump. I'm just going to connect the dots even simpler for you today. It's not going to be as expansive as it was yesterday. You can listen to yesterday's podcast. But there are things I left out yesterday to keep the, show, keep the show simple and kind of elegant. So we got to the point. Biden's hiding that he's a foreign agent. Obviously, he doesn't want you to know that. But Trump knew. Trump knew Biden was a foreign agent. And it explains the Russia hoax and the impeachment efforts, twofold effort to get rid of Donald Trump before he uncovered the whole scandal. Remember, Donald Trump was impeached after a conversation on the phone about Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, it's staring right in the face. Well, surely the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians didn't want to go after Donald Trump. I mean, come on. Why would the Ukrainians want to go after Trump, Donald Trump? Oh, well, you can read about it right here in a January 2017 piece in Politico. It's still up, by the way. Matter of fact, I did you a favor. I even linked to it in the newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to read it yourself. It's called, very cryptic headline, Joe, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. <laughs> this is by Politico. Kenneth P. Vogel and David Stern. It's still up on the internet. You can look at it yourself. January 11, 2017. Right after Trump won. They talk about the Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump. Now, why? Why would the Ukrainians be working to sabotage Trump right after he won? Well, because they went before he won during his campaign as well. Because of what I just told you. Biden was a foreign agent of Ukraine and nobody wanted anyone else to know about it in the public. So they tried to get rid of Trump before he exposed it because Trump knew. Here, from the Politico piece, Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. This is in Politico, a left-wing rag. They also disseminated documents implicating a top Trump, uh, Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. That aide is Paul Manafort, who, by the way, was doing work in where, where, where? That's right, Ukraine. Wait, 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 go back. I'm not done. I'm not done reading. There's another sentence there. I'm jumping ahead here. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, a Politico investigation found. It's right, it's right there. <laughs> Again, why is, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely confused. Why is nobody else talking about this? Why? Everybody's getting bottled down in the classified documents thing, not realizing that the classified documents were about Ukraine. And this is why. 
Biden is a foreign agent of Ukraine. He's trying to hide it. Now, if you want a little backstory from this Politico, it's a long piece, but I'm, I just this is just a second screenshot. It's the last one. But why did the Ukrainians partake in the Russia hoax to attack Donald Trump? Where did this all start? Okay, you're making a claim here, Dan. Biden was a foreign agent of Ukraine. Trump knew about it. Therefore, the Ukrainians couldn't have Trump get elected. So they helped the Biden, Clinton, Obama team in attacking Trump and they partook in the Russia hoax. But why did they have this particular antipathy towards Trump and want to help the Democrats outside of just the fact of the Biden foreign agent scandal? Well, it goes back a long way. It's just one short paragraph here. The Ukrainian antipathy for Trump's team and their alignment with Hillary Clinton's team can be traced back to late 2013. That's when the country's president, Viktor Yanukovych, whom Paul Manafort had been advising, that's a Trump campaign manager who was doing it at the time, abruptly backed out of a European Union pact linked to anti-corruption forces. As I said yesterday, pro-Europe, pro-Russia, fighting each other, lobbyists moved right in. Instead, Yanukovych entered into a multi-billion dollar bailout agreement with Russia, sparking protests across Ukraine and prompting Yanukovych to flee the country to Russia under Putin's protection. As I said yesterday, Pro-Russian and pro-European forces have been butting heads in Ukraine forever. Lobbyists who are grifter losers who want to cash checks have one over there to have both sides represented over here by lobbying people over here for money and weapons. It's really that simple. And Trump was on the wrong side of this. He was starting to question what was going on in Ukraine. Therefore, he had to be kept out of office. Now, does this make sense? Brought this article up the other day. The Guardian on his final Ukraine trip, Biden urges Trump administration to keep Russia sanctions. Notice the date on this. This is five days after the Politico piece, January 16th, 2017. So Joe Biden's last trip, you think it's a big coincidence? Joe Biden's last trip is to Delaware to thank his home state for his time as vice president. It's not to South Carolina. It was to Ukraine. Why was he there? likely to seal up the arrangement with the Ukrainians to continue to attack Trump even while he was in office to make sure there was a special counsel appointed for the Russia hoax the Ukrainians partook in. It's right there, folks, right in front of you. People have been buying my book like crazy that, that this was like jumped up the Amazon charts, the insane in Ukraine chapter, laid this all out. Again, what, three, four years ago? It's been sitting out there for everyone to see. You think, again, it's a mistake or some kind of a big dink? That the paperwork that's classified that Biden squirreled away at the UPenn Center and his residence. And by the way, there's probably more. Someone should check out Ashley Biden's house and others. You think it's a mistake that the paperwork was about Ukraine? Here's CNN. Yes, that's CNN. And others, by the way. They know I'm right about what I'm saying. Why? I'm citing left wing. Do you, do you know this is done deliberately, by the way, folks? You understand that, correct? Me citing Politico and The Guardian is done deliberately. To show you that this isn't right-wing nut jobs, as they would say. They, they would ridiculously characterize us discussing this stuff. This was the left reporting on this. Challenge anything I'm telling you. CNN and others, they know I'm right. That Biden's a foreign agent. He's covering it up. And this is a huge scandal. That's why you're going to see clips and more and more clips like this on CNN and elsewhere. Because now they know that Biden is fatally wounded. Politically speaking, of course, to leave the violence for the leftist nut jobs. And you're going to see more pieces like this going forward where CNN reluctantly is forced to acknowledge now in order to save the Democrat Party from Biden that Biden's probably a foreign agent. Check this out. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. 
Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. No, I agree. Not a lot would have happened in your life if your last name wasn't Biden. Probably wouldn't have had a problem with crack either because uh, obviously they did a terrible job setting up a value system for you. But yeah, none of those business deals would have happened if your last name wasn't Biden. It's nice that you admit it. Now, of course, this story that Joe Biden is a foreign agent where money is being funneled through his son back to Joe Biden to clearly influence him and to use his power at your taxpayer expense, moral and ethical disaster Joe Biden's created for himself. The fact that Joe Biden hasn't been involved with his son's business deals, as CNN just reported, you may say, wow, is that breaking news? Nah, Fox reported this a year ago. I reported it, what, four years ago. <laughs> Joe Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter, business, Hunter Biden's business associates while vice president. While vice president? Wow, Joe Biden was a foreign agent while vice president? Yeah, you can read it right, you can read it right there. It's only the biggest political scandal of our time. I said yesterday. It also explains why the Department of Justice in a haphazardly rushed statement put out yesterday trying to contradict a Wall Street Journal story that they were not present for the search at the Penn Center for the classified documents, Biden's residence and Biden's garage. The DOJ said, no, 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 no. We were at the residence for the search. You were at the residence. That's interesting. You guys get what they're doing here? The flipperoo? Did you supervise the search at the Biden residence? What does at mean? Does that mean you were called after the documents were found when Biden's lawyers searched it and potentially cleaned up the crime scene? That's a big charge, Dan. No, no, it's not a charge. It's a question. It's a serious one. I don't know that that's the case. The DOJ could clear that up. And the DOJ could say, no, no, no. We went and supervised the search. What does we were at the residence mean? And now I just said to you something, Joe. I said they found documents in his garage and room adjacent to the garage, the residence, and the UPenn Biden think tank as well. Mm-hmm. Where did the DOJ say they were? At the residence. Yeah. And the think tank? No, 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 no. Not and the think tank. So they weren't at the think tank, the DOJ. Gee, why was that? Because after the think tank paperwork was found by Biden's white shoe lawyers, it's fascinating that it was leaked to the press that the documents involved Ukraine. Fascinating that the Ukrainian documents at the UPenn Center had no DOJ representative, only Biden's lawyers in a cleanup operation. Weird. Weird how that happens. Also weird. How, as we said yesterday, and you can watch this for more detail, one of the senior directors of the UPenn Biden Think Tank Center was a guy by the name of Michael Carpenter, who's on stage at the Council of Foreign Relations when Biden is talking on video about firing the Ukrainian prosecutor, uncovering him being a foreign agent in Ukraine. Oh, just, God. Elizabeth, I mean, I'm coming for you. Some of the younger kids have no idea what I'm talking about. Joe knows exactly. Uh, again, folks, this is um, this story I wrote about this years ago. I just wish before Joe Biden would have corruptly entered into the White House in a grotesquely conducted election during COVID, uh, that this information could have gotten out there and the media wouldn't have done their job back then. We wouldn't have a border crisis, a fentanyl crisis, probably not a war in Ukraine. We wouldn't have the inflation crisis, the spending crisis, the debt ceiling crisis. I mean, the the public safety crisis, the list goes on and on and on. All right, let me get to my next topic here. Let me get to my next sponsor first. The World Economic Forum, ladies and gentlemen, going on right now. The Great Reset crowd over there. Oh, my gosh, Davos. It has been a goldmine of material. They laid out their entire five-point plan to screw over America in basically one and a half days. And it's all like Biden on video talking about firing the prosecutor. They lay it out on video. Why? Because the left is so cocky and confident the media will never ask them any questions. They just talk about it right there in public. This is just glorious. Don't miss this. First, LifeLock. 
Folks, I had my identity stolen. It was a pretty horrible experience. It took legitimately about six months to clean up. They were buying real estate programs with my uh, credit card, and it was a nightmare. So Bluetooth wireless technology, you know it's become popular. It's sharing and all that stuff. But as with most technology, cyber criminals now, because they're very creative, have ways to attack our Bluetooth. Some include stealing personal information. Others try to send you unsolicited messages. It may contain malicious attachments. Finally, some attacks can take over your device, spy on you, and even impersonate you. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cybercriminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. I have LifeLock. My kids have LifeLock. My mother-in-law has LifeLock. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. And if you become a target of identity theft and a victim of it, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help you protect yourself with LifeLock. It's identity theft protection, and it starts here. This is super important. Join now and save up to 25% of your first year at lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Lifelock.com slash B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That, on a, just a quick side note, I got an email from them yesterday. My daughter, Amelia, who's 11, her information was out there on the dark web. She's 11. That's and not... I'm, it's right there. I was like, oh my gosh. So we're working on that now. Okay, getting back to the show. So again, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset crowd, uh, the reorganization of society using cry- never letting a crisis go to waste strategy, including COVID. Uh, the chairman of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset, as CBS News and other goon squads try to tell you it's all a big conspiracy theory. I'll be covering this on my Fox show, by the way, this weekend. Uh, you don't want to miss that at nine. Oh, and by the way, if you want to submit questions for tomorrow's show, and we'll get this in there now. We do an Ask Me Anything segment tomorrow, as you well know. Go to my Locals account, which has been a goldmine of videos I've been producing for subscribers there. I'm at Bongino. There's a post I'll put up, questions for Dan. And then on my True Social account as well, at Bongino. questions for the show. So check that out. What's that? You like the life hacks? I've been doing these videos on there for my subscribers there. Life hacks. I had one this morning. It's like five minutes long. It's one of my favorite life hacks of all. And I did it in the morning for this reason. Here's their five-point plan. They're giving the plan up at the World Economic Forum. Their great reset plan. They're giving it up right there on tape. And it's just crazy how everybody falls in this trap. It's, it's, it's almost like this affirmation bias. Like they all want their crazy worldview of a tyrannical, top-down, collectivized, organized society. They all want to be. So they talk about it openly in front of everyone. Here's what I mean. Let's go through their five-point plan. I mean, any, you can make it 10 points. Five points are easy to remember, right? But this sums up what they want to do in the future to create an information warfare environment where they control everything. Ladies and gentlemen, you control the language and the control of information. Everything else is lost. I, uh, that's it. It's over. You don't need control of the capital base or anything else if you control language and the information. The useful idiots will do it for you. The rest, the rest of the work. Part one of their plan, which I'm going to show you the videos of it, because again, they lay it all out, is spin up the misinformation threat. Make sure that you go out there at every single opportunity and talk about the perilous misinformation threat. How this is so dangerous. People are going to die. People are dropping everywhere because of misinformation. Tyranny's happening everywhere. Insurrections. And it's all due to misinformation. That's part one. Spin up the threat. Part two, the deuce. Label any information you don't like misinformation. So you don't want to hear about vaccine side effects on your heart, even though they're very real. Just label it misinformation so it goes away. So your big pharma buddies can keep cashing it in. Step three. Pressure governments to label what you call misinformation and what we call Opposition ideas or the facts pressure governments to call it hate speech. Oh my God, nobody wants hate speech. Nobody wants that. Hey, hate speech. Can't get rid of that immediately. Step four pressure corporations all over the world. Pressure them that if the governments won't boycott what they call misinformation or ideas they don't like, 
Just use corporations to do it. And oh, they'll fall right in line. Most of these corporations are woke. Step five, when none of that works, or even if it does work, use artificial intelligence and fact checkers to pre-censor content. So you don't have to worry about it censoring it later on the internet. If you use AI and fact checkers, it never gets to anyone anyway because you stop the distribution of it. Five-point plan. Write it down. Once you know their five-point plan, you'll see it everywhere. Here's what I mean. They brag about it. Of course, the left, I can see them right now wetting their diapers over it. It's a conspiracy theory, really? Here's the New York Times, uh, Salzberger. He runs the outfit over there. This is the pee-pee tape guy. Remember, his paper was, there was no bigger source of misinformation than his paper. The impeachment hoax, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop Russian disinformation hoax. The Russia collusion hoax. This is his paper that did all of this. His paper, the New York Times. The balls on this guy to go out in the WEF and start talking about the misinformation threat. Here, he's doing step one. Spin up the misinformation threat as if it's some existential crisis. Take a look. I think if you look at at, um, this question of disinformation, I think it maps basically to every other major challenge that we are grappling with as a society, and particularly the most existential among them. So disinformation and, and the broader set of misinformation, conspiracy, propaganda, clickbait, you know, the, the, the broader um, mix of bad information that's corrupting the information ecosystem. What it attacks is trust. And once you see trust decline... Uh, what you then see um, is uh, societies start to fracture. And so you see people fracture along tribal lines and, um, and, uh, and you know, that immediately undermines pluralism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the undermining of pluralism is probably the most dangerous thing that can happen to a democracy. So I really, I think if, if, you know, if you're spending this week thinking about the health of democracies and democratic erosion, I think it's really important to work your way back up to where this starts. Keep in mind, this newspaper used the threat of a Russia hoax to corrupt and steal two elections, 2016 and 2020. Corrupted in 2016, I believe, stolen from them in 2020 with the suppression of the Hunter information. And this PP tape guy is talking about misinformation. You see him spinning up the threat. He's the captain of misinformation. Again, they advertise their program. They are so confident that academia, the media, entertainment, sports, and the culture are so on their side that they can advertise how they plan to screw you over and it's going to have no negative impact on them at all. So again, the second part is they label any information they don't like misinformation. Anything. It's just a way to censor you. But what's the third step? The third step is to label it hate speech. Let's jump to number four and then we'll go back because this one's important. Here's a PR bigwig. This guy's huge in the public relations field. The guy's name is Richard Edelson. Here he is at the WF, again, bragging that they can get corporate America and corporations around the world to do their bidding to censor through boycotts when they just don't like the information. Here, listen to this. I think the first thing that, um, because I mostly work with business, that business needs to do is deprive um, platforms that spread disinformation of oxygen. Stop advertising. Pull your promotion money. Make sure that they understand that they have a consequential impact on society. And the boycott of Twitter for several months has had a modest, modest impact. But I think the Facebook one failed. And... But the necessity of getting it right in the platforms that are probably primary source information for a third to 40 percent of people is urgent. They, they don't hide it. Wow. There's nothing I tell you on this show. I cannot back up with clips and left wing media outlets confirming what I'm telling you. I'm going to get to more of this in a second. There's more, it gets even worse. Let me get to my next uh, sponsor first. And I want to get to this Euro Commission VP at the World Economic Forum, who again talks about part three of their five point plan, how you got to be sure to get governments to label things you don't like hate speech so we can stop the other side from talking. You control the language and you control the flow of information. You control everything. 
Folks, today's show is brought to you by helixsleep.com. Sleep, especially as you get older, is critical. I talk about it all the time, all the time, especially that deep, comforting sleep. That's when you heal. You get all those hormones that help your body rebuild. Go to helixsleep.com and take the sleep quiz. I took it. I was matched to the Midnight Lux. I love it. Never slept better. Don't sleep on anything else. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to, uh, to match you based on your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. And you receive your incredibly comfortable Helix mattress. You'll be obsessed with it. I am. It's quick and fun to unbox. You won't believe how well you'll sleep. You'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed with that deep sleep. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Leave and pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix, H-E-L-I-X is now offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners of this program. It's our best offer yet. Go today, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts today. Check it out, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Okay, back to the show. So we told you about the five-point misinformation plan, which is just the guys to censor you because they're tyrants. That's who they are. Tyrants do this. Tyrants want to exert their power. And exerting power, there's no better way than to shut you up and stick a sock in your mouth. Here's the Euro Commission VP again at the World Economic Forum, where they're all in line with this. This is a big symbiotic uh, thing amongst themselves. They feed off each other, but parasitic on us, right? Where they feed off each other and then feed off us. A big, grotesque cabal of lobbyists. Business goons, uh, wealthy folks who want affirmation from the woke left, and political hacks trying to take away your liberties. That's what the WEF is. Listen to this hack, communist, this European Commission vice president who says here that this hate speech stuff, it's definitely coming here. And notice how she ropes in point five I made about their five-point plan to suppress you, the use of artificial intelligence to pre-censor. She knocks two of them out in one little soundbite. Check this out. We need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country. Mm. Because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S., I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous. He said it again, just like Klaus Schwab from yesterday. Joe, they've got to be trolling us. There is no way they're this open about how tyrannical they are. There isn't. <laughs> they've got to be trolling us. Like, is this a joke? Like these are these is like these are lefties who are there. It's all a focus group act. Like what trigger words can we use to get conservatives to cover us? And and then this is all big. It's got to be. There's no way they're this stupid. But the answer is sadly yes, they are this stupid. And the reason they're this stupid is because they're tyrants, and they don't realize that we, of course, have media outlets too. They're so used to the good old days of Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings. If you didn't see it on the nightly news, it went away. That they're they haven't they haven't morphed and evolved in this new media environment where shows like this and Levin and others can put in Tucker can put it out there for the world to see. They're having one big circle There's, work, man. That's all it is. Uh, circle. It's nice. You call that a circle work. I think everybody yep. knows where we're going with that one because it's yeah. Oh, they're working each other over. All right. Here's the last one from this. The fact checkers and how AI are going to pre-censor content. Uh, you know, what, I'll get to that. Let me get to this first. The Daily Mail. This Daily Mail article covers what she's talking about using AI to censor you. You know this chat GPT? It's basically an AI search engine, right? Well, you know, this thing has gone totally woke. If you ask it to explain why drag queen kids story hour could be bad, it refuses on the grounds it would be inappropriate and harmful. But ask chat GPT to explain why it's great to have grown men shaking their asses in front of young kids in women's clothing. And they'll tell you how wonderful it is. You see how it's pre-censoring material? You won't get to read why it's bad and why it's good and make your own decision. You're only going to get one side. That's why this European Commission communist talking about making everything hate speech, like God forbid you don't want a grown man shaking his unit in front of your kid. That's hate speech. That's why she mentions AI. It's a great way to pre-censor for them. You may think, oh, gosh, she's talking. That's not going to come here. That's the Europe and all that stuff. Really? 
Here's a, a guy, even some on the right. Oh, Joe Manchin, he's not too bad. How long we've we been calling this fake, phony out, Joe? Oh. Eight years now yep. since the beginning. The biggest freaking phony in the Senate is Joe Manchin. The guy is to the left of Lenin. Oh, no, Dan, this guy's not. He's a mainstream Democrat. He is not a mainstream Democrat. He is as big a communist as anyone else. Once in a blue moon to get a vote, he'll do some little thing or put out a statement to pretend he's a mainstream guy. He is a communist. Here is Joe Manchin with the Great Reset crowd and the tyrants and their five-point plan, who says basically he's all in on this war on the open press. (laughs) Check it out yourself. The problem we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically um, personify the extremes, somebody who is extremely right or extremely left, and it seems like that is the majority speaking, they're not the majority, but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision. What side are you on? Are you on this side or this side? And in America, there's only one side, the American side. It's not the Republican side or Democrat. We should be coming together to solve the problems from a different angle. Again, Manchin, oh, he's a moderate. Yeah, he's a moderate. He has a, he, he has a problem with the open press. And I love how, you see how he, he's very good at this, how he frames it as, oh, I'm just going after both sides. He's not. The guy's a straight up communist, like every other Democrat in the Senate. There are no moderates. What's my golden rule? A lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill are really Democrats. No Democrats are really Republicans. None. Don't ever forget that. And by the way, the press is all in with Joe Manchin on this war on the press. <laughs> they are? Yeah, here we go. You're never going to read a bigger BS story than this thing that was published the other day. Hate speech rises on Twitter in its largest markets after Elon Musk takeover. <gasps> Hate speech. Remember, remember the five-point plan, right? Pump the misinformation threat. Call everything you hate misinformation and make sure you label it at some point hate speech because nobody likes hate speech. So if you read this ridiculous study in this Washington Post thing, it's fascinating how they categorize hate speech. It's basically anything they don't like, like I just said. The Washington Post is all in on the war on the press. As long as they get the spoils of it later on and their liberal subscriber base keeps growing. Because liberals love the war on the open press. Just like Joe mentioned. They, even the media. They've grown accustomed to the spoils of far leftist radicals who want a censored press. But Dan, isn't that going to affect them at some point when they get censored? Yes, of course. Just read Solzhenitsyn's The First Circle about how all the useful idiots helped the communists. And then the useful idiots became the target themselves. Amen. Washington Post, of course, not students of history. And one of the greatest ironies of all. One last clip from the World Economic Forum. You may say, well, at least we have institutions we can trust, like the FBI and the others to protect American interests. (laughs) That's good. That's That's good. That's good. Here's Christopher Ray in the FBI at the World Economic Forum. Here he is saying, yeah, yeah, this is great. The FBI is basically working with the private sector and doing all this other stuff. You mean like they work with Twitter to censor stuff? Yeah, like that. Check this out. The, uh, the sophistication of the private sector is, is improving and, and particularly important, the level of collaboration between the private sector and the government, especially the FBI, has, I think, uh, made significant strides. Pretty much every technology we could talk about today, uh, we see both great opportunity, but great, great dangers uh, in the wrong hands. The wrong hands. Wrong hands. What do you mean? Like Twitter, where people could talk openly? You see great danger? Clearly, you went after conservatives expressing concerns about uh, things on Twitter, which through your guy Elvis Chan in the San Francisco office. I mean, it's really unbelievable they show up there and say all this on camera. The arrogance is stunning. And by the way, the World Economic Forum, because what happens is, is, is this is that Michael Anton, a great writer we've had on the show many times. This is that phenomenon we've cited over the last couple of days called the left. He, he, no one breaks down the left's tactics better than Michael Anton. I mean, no one. He goes through like their seven tactical mechanisms for combating us. And one of them is this thing called, the left does this thing called, that's not happening, but it's great that it is. So when you notice something they're doing, like they want open borders, when you notice it, they say, oh my gosh, that's a replacement theory. You guys are crazy conspiracy theorists. And then you'll see them on video talking about replacement theory and demographic destiny, the left. Like, wait, you just said that isn't happening. 
The World Economic Forum is great at this. The great Reset. That's a conspiracy theory. Your guy wrote a book on it, you idiots. There's another thing. They had a post up on their website about you'll own nothing and be happy. And of course, that was labeled as conspiracy theory. I'll get to that in a second. It's, this is important. And a great clip from Tucker's show uh, last night. Let me get to my last sponsor first. We the People Holsters. It's just one of their shirts. I get asked a lot, Dan, where do you get those cool patriotic shirts? The answer, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's where you go. Almost every week you hear me talk about We The People Holsters. They're a great company. Of course, they don't just sell holsters. They sell patriotic gear, T-shirts. They've been a partner of the show for a very long time. A great company. You see me wearing their shirts. I'm wearing one today. People always ask me where they're from. Their shirts are world-class shirts. They're above the rest, and here's why. Not only do they have the most patriotic and pro-Second Amendment designs, all their shirts are made in the USA down to the very cotton. We're talking about cotton grown in America, sewn in America, printed in America, and shipped right to your door. Doesn't get any more American than that, folks. Check out their line of American-made shirts at wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. It's a great company. Use code DAN25 to save 25% off your order. DAN25. While you're there, check out their complete line of their great holsters, their revolutionary freedom holster platform, and their industry-leading gun belts are all amazing. Best holsters in the business. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Go today. Shop around. You're going to love the website. Use offer code DAN25 to save 25%. Thanks, We The People Holsters. So stunning that at the World Economic Forum, on video, they've all laid out their five-point plan to censor you using the label of misinformation. Well, one of the things they love to do, again, is when you notice what they're doing is to call you a conspiracy theorist, even though the receipts are right there. Michael Schellenberger, this will be in the newsletter today, read this. Davos is a grift and a cult, but it's also a bid for global domination. It's a Ponzi scheme, says an insider, but it's also a cult. The World Economic Forum, these people are the kings of misinformation and queens. So there was a post on their website, I'll show you in a second, about own nothing, be happy. And people were reading that. They're like, wait, World Economic Forum, globalists and rich people telling us to own nothing? They seem to own a lot. They're all there on private jets. That sounds like a middle finger to America, doesn't it? Own nothing, be happy. You may have heard the phrase, wrote World Economic Forum Managing Director Adrian Monk last August. It started life as a screenshot called from the internet by an anonymous anti-Semitic account on the image board 4chan. Own nothing, be happy. The Jew World Order 2030 said the post, which went viral amongst its extremists. You get what they're doing here? Media people were like, own nothing, be happy, which was on the actual website. Their own people, when we noticed it, was like, this is a crazy anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. It started on 4chan. Did it? Because what that guy Monk just claimed was inaccurate. The phrase, own nothing, be happy, didn't originate on 4chan. It originated on the World, originated on the World Economic Forum's own website. <laughs> Welcome to 2030, read the headline to an article by a Danish member of parliament. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. In 2020, after the backlash to the article, when we noticed the World Economic Forum took the post down. There it is, folks. Right there. Ida Alkin, World Economic Forum. Just go to the Wayback Machine. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. I'll be covering this in detail on the Fox show Saturday night, too. The World Economic Forum and their scams. The Great Reset. It's a conspiracy theory. You wrote a book on it, you idiots. Folks, this entire movement is anti-human. This Green New Deal movement, this uh, suicidal China, former one-child policy, socialist, they hate human beings. This entire movement is anti-human. Silence them, shut them up, stop them from practice their religion, make them guinea pigs and have them take the pill when they get too old to not produce for the regime and the communists anymore. The entire regime is anti-human. Nobody sums it up better than Constantine Kissin. He's the guy at the uh, Oxford debates we played the other day who just eviscerated the woke crowd on climate change. He was on Tucker last night and he hits on this exact point. The left hates you. The movement is entirely anti-human. Take a listen. 
Well, as you say, I think I made a rational argument. And I think this is the thing that I've been thinking about a lot. You know, uh, we spoke a few years ago and as a comedian, I was concerned about the erosion of free speech and the censorship, yes. particularly in this country, in the UK. But as we've interviewed people in trigonometry, as we've spoken to some of the greatest minds, you know, the Jordan Petersons of the world and many others, what I've started to realize is that this ideology, wokeness, is fundamentally anti-human. And the narrative goes something like this. You know, we are evil, particularly Westerners, especially you know, straight white men like you, but actually all of us are evil and we must be punished. And that's why some of the solutions that we're being offered to the issue of climate change don't seem to make much sense. I don't really see how making pensioners in Britain freeze to death over the winter is going to solve the problem of climate change or indeed impoverishing people in India and China. And I think actually we've got to believe that young people are persuadable. We've got to make rational arguments to them. Uh, and that is, I think, the way uh, to, to deal with many of these problems. We've got to challenge young people to step up and be better yeah we do but censorship is a way for them to stop challenging themselves it's a way to keep this anti-human movement going without any of us knowing because you're never going to hear the other side and nowhere was the censorship regime and the anti-human regime more evident than the controversy surrounding the covid vaccine and the potential side effects folks listen uh Take a bit of a sidetrack from the show. No, not really, but I'm terrified of what happened with this COVID vaccine. My, I wear this aura ring every day. It monitors my heart rate, my heart rate variability, my sleep. I went through a lot with cancer and the chemo. And because I'm interested in science, not hyperbolic nonsense, chemotherapy, especially ABVD chemo, has a really bad effect on your heart muscles. I work out religiously. My blood work is amazing for my age at 48. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, sound, I'm, I'm not bragging. Don't take it that way. I'm, I'm trying to make a point that is not reflected in my heart. My heart is not doing well. My HRV, my heart rate variability, the higher the score, the better. My heart rate variability is down in like the tens and twenties, which for a 48 year old guy who works out seven days a week, it has a really impeccable blood profile. There's something wrong and it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. Does that have anything to do with the fact that the worst healthcare decision of my life, taking this vaccine, and the, I was one of the first people to get it because I had cancer at the time, and I did it because I was afraid, and I've told you that many times. But make no mistake, and you can go back and look. Please produce your own receipts. Don't take my word for it. I was absolutely clear at the time in not pushing this thing on anyone else because I was unsure what it was going to do, and my circumstances were very unique. Matter of fact, but the war with my radio syndicator was over forcing people to get this vaccine. A war that continues to this day. You can look all that up. I say that because bona fides on this matter. There were other people who pushed this thing on you. My circumstances were different. I was scared. It was the dumbest decision of my life. And I'm really afraid. And they are censoring stuff, folks. They are not letting people talk about it. It's not going to happen here. There's a guy by the name of Stephen Kirsch. He has a sub stack. The Substack is really important and you need to check it out. He talks about how the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, governs uh, or regulates the air travel industry. Did you know this? Here's a Substack. It's in my newsletter today. Read this whole thing. It's short. The FAA has very quietly admitted that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. We should be concerned, very concerned. The FAA quietly widened the EKG parameters beyond the normal range. And not by a little. They widened it by a lot. This was done after the vaccine rollout. Kirsch notes, this is extraordinary. They did it hoping no one would notice. It worked for a while. Nobody caught it. But you can't hide these things for long. The Tucker Carlson show read this and reached out to the FAA. And they don't seem to have an explanation as to why they did this. Are some of these pilots showing up with some heart damage and they can't afford to lose them? I, I don't know. Can they give us an answer? Here's a flight surgeon on Tucker's show with expertise in this, saying how unsafe this really is. Take a listen. This, you know, raised some red flags, I would say, for people, given what's at stake in commercial air travel. Why do you think the FAA did this? It's very obscure because extending the PR interval from um, the acceptable range of 120 to 200 milliseconds to 300 milliseconds um, does not improve safety. And I would like to see the data and the research 
that they based that decision on. In aviation, we are a data-driven um, institution and everything centers around risk mitigation. So making that um, broader actually puts the, the public at greater risk of a, of a pilot having um, a cardiac event that didn't get caught because um, they've extended that range. So, I mean, that's inexplicable. Everything the FAA does, as you just said, has to be designed with one goal in mind, and that's the safest possible flight, commercial, military pilot. I mean, and pilots think that way. So there is no way, in your opinion, as a flight surgeon, that this change, whatever its cause, could make air travel safer. No, and in light of the emerging and overwhelming data that is showing the uh, cardiac damage from COVID and the COVID vaccines on cardiac um, muscle, I can't imagine why they would make this move. I just want to know, too, again, because bona fides matter here. We were covering this on this show and on my Fox show. No one told me what to say there a year, a year and a half ago. Just go look, unfiltered on Fox, Dan Bongino, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Cariotti. We wanted you to know about this a year ago. Folks, this is scary stuff. I, I, I'm working on a guest on my radio show. A medical professional has got some expertise because I'm genuinely scared. This isn't some like shtick or bit. And anyone who knows me personally knows it's been on my mind. Forever. I'm, I'm really terrified about the damage that was done. My body suffered enough with the chemo and I, my heart's just getting worse. I'll vouch for you. Yeah, I, thank you, buddy. I really appreciate that. I talk yeah. to him about it all the time and he knows that. It's, I've, my God gave me one body. I, I take care of it because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. I eat right. I don't smoke. I barely drink outside of Friday nights with Paula and I usually just drink red wine because of the resveratrol. And my heart is just rotting away. And I don't have an explanation for it. All right, folks. Sorry, I don't mean to leave you on a bad note. I mean, sound depressed. If you want to submit your questions, some of you may have questions about this. Again, go to Locals. And you can subscribe if you like. I do some material there. Um, it's for you. Locals is owned by Rumble. I'm an investor there. We really enjoy the platform. I get to connect with you. I'm at D. Bongino there. And then uh, on True Social, I'm at D. Bongino too, where you can uh, submit your question. Please subscribe to the podcast. You have been super generous with us. You drove us to number four yesterday on the podcast charts and subscriptions. It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you a dime. But Dan, I listen. I know you listen. We appreciate that. But when you follow or subscribe, that's what helps us move up the charts, not just the listens. I know it's weird, but that's the way podcasting works. Please subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, and on Rumble at rumble.com slash Bongino. All three, if you could, we deeply appreciate it. I will see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.